Hello. Hi. We are here in the same room. That's crazy. Finally. We're live from live Philadelphia. Philadelphia. That's jinx. <laughs> so we're we're on Anthony's couch right now, which is really really comfortable compared to our usual set. Great couch. Yeah. Usually we're sitting on chairs. You're on the little long part of the couch. Oh, it's in the best part. Isn't it the best part? Yeah, it's the best part of the I'm couch. I'm sorry I stole the best That's part. That's fine. Um, well, I'm over here because I have this ledge. Yeah. he's. Uh, I strapped my mic into the windowsill. Oh, we... I think I might link to photos. Oh, yeah, we have the best Rube Goldberg machine tripod. Especially mine. Uh, I have this tiny travel mic, and it's currently sitting on... It's not sitting so much as hanging from with a gorilla pod. So it's connected to a gorilla pod and hanging from the rod of a tripod, like a big-ass Manfrotto tripod. But two legs of the tripod are on the floor, and the third is into the couch. Into and Not then it extends on. a part out over the couch, mm-hmm. and then a gorilla pod attaches onto that rod, yes. and the mic is hanging on it. And this entire description will be completely useless once you see the pictures. Yeah. You'll, you'll probably understand. But that was nice. That was really good commenting. Um, we So we've been talking this week? We talked quite a bit. We talked a week. lot. And and we have generally this this thing that we've recorded a ghost podcast for about before. The lost episode. The lost episode about the lost episode gender about gender. diversity and just de- general diversity in the workplace in our industry. I mean, in general, I guess, but in general, yeah. yeah, in life, in society. I feel like we could do that one. We could do that one because we're really fresh, uh, fresh into a lot of input. What yeah. really okay? What really bothers me, and this. I guess this is a good start if we're going to talk about that because I feel like... Seems like we are. Yeah. Um, is that there's a huge sense of inadequacy to, to have two white men in you know in their 20s talking about issues of diversity because that's, you know, obviously stupid to be the judge and jury, I guess, if we're indicting... Our <laughs> representational sample. That's really weird, I guess, but it, it feels kind of weird to like self judge. Although it's my self judge, but I feel weird. if we're going to talk about diversity, why the fuck do we have more diverse people on the show? It so happens that we're just, it's just us. That's true. We, we talked about having guests before, but I feel like there's a weird, it's, it's a variable, right? It's not. Well, a, I feel like. Also, part of what we're talking about with this is not not necessarily like the... This show's diversity. Yeah, or right. it's more about like how we... Well, I guess part of the Lost episode was about how we can help right. the situation and like how we talk about it and how right. we... Yeah. Like it was more about, not about diversity within a particular company or workplace or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was about like... I think what can you I, do? I brought up one time, like, I don't understand people that have such gender issues mentally. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't ever know how to get through to them. And part of it was we were asking people that are experienced with that, how do we get through to them and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with this at this point. No, it's, but well, because it's a very hairy issue. And it's, I think I it's completely fine to be confused. No, well formed thought at the beginning of that sentence. Thought. What one thing that, I'd like to kind of like lead with is this idea that you have to do something as a man or as a 
non-minority um because basically you're almost (laughs) perpetrating (laughs) you're almost perpetrating the same um injustice by trying to be the one person to solve it because you think that you can have control over everything when I i think that's what you and i are really excited about this this idea that listening and believing and enabling and um amplifying are way more important than like doing what we're doing right now which is <laughs> sharing our opinion or like sharing our thoughts <laughs> about on the topic meta. right it's meta but in the sense i guess like if more people can receive it from it so this is not an excuse to say it's okay for white men or men in general to refuse feedback from women who say, please listen to us, because that's fucked up. You shouldn't need a friendly dude gently telling you, I need you to listen to me when there are people that are in dire need of you listening to them, and you're not taking their plea as it is. So that was partly from the thing that you picked up at XL. Right. That great quote. uh, Anita Sarkeesian from Feminist Frequency uh, that's the takeaway from her talk where she talked about all the abuse and insane death threats and the harassment and the threats to her family and the so-called doxing of people finding out where she lives and sh- just humongously disgusting shit that she goes through just for talking about stereotypes and games. Uh, and her takeaway was basically this please listen to women and please believe what they say if that's hard to like that's a tough sell jesus yeah if people are like protesting on the street right well i mean i'm kind of exaggerating but there yeah there were people uh trying to disrupt the uh the event and like get in and distribute pamphlets pamphlets to denounce her as a conspiracy like for the conspiracy against men because obviously we have to worry about that like seriously (laughs) like we're in such deep trouble they're all going to take over and kill us that's that's what's going to happen this is exactly how you treat this shit like you should laugh at it uh and you know if it's trying to trespass on private property you should get it arrested like andy mcmillan and andy bayo did for for xoxo um but yeah like that it, it if that's it's ridiculous, it's yeah. it doesn't even make sense. But this is part of the thing that I've always said was like, so part of I guess I should start with mm-hmm. my whole luckiness was that I started working in the industry in right. a place that was that had a lot of amazing women around me that were very smart and amazing designers and developers both you know, and I for the first few years of my career was lucky enough to just be able to listen to the things that they were saying. Right. And kind of just let it wash over me and absorb it all and really understand before I got any, I don't know. I just had a lot of good input from that side early on. And what I always said was like, I don't understand people that would do that. So how do I even make enough of a connection to actually try to make them realize how much of idiots they are because you want to you right you want yeah right you desperately want to because you know the people that you work with and are friends with and you know are around in your life that 
it's just like Act infuriating. Need to be called out and 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 not necessarily antagonized, but like you need to find a way to get to them, right? To to change their behavior about about stuff. Uh, Is your recording stop? I don't know. You're looking terrified. But is this were, another lost episode? <laughs> I think it, I just need to. Did it start? No, mm-hmm. I'm just tapping to make sure. Oh. Um, I think it was recording, but I'm not sure. I think this episode is destined to be lost. Um, lost episode. You know, let's just redo this one because you said, uh, all you said is fine. And then I just reacted by saying that, yeah. Um, this sounds, this sounds not scripted. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just trying to remember what I yeah, reacted to. And that you were, well, basically, what is it? Talking about the... Yeah, because you want to actually affect a change. Like you want to not just antagonize people. You want to get to them, get to the people who are misbehaving and causing yeah. injustice. Because you, like you can't imprison everybody who just acts like shit. We have to somehow make them feel what is wrong with the situation. And and that's that's one of the really crazy things that a lot of people just feel like this nuts fine. The situation's fine. Why? Why do you think that is? Like, why do you? Right. Think if enough people are saying that it is not, there's obviously something at the root of it that is wrong. Right. right. Like, there, there can't be fifty percent of the world's population saying this. Yep. And you not believe them. And yet, this is what happens. Right. What I so you mentioned like you, the your luck of having in your environment surrounding you strong, intelligent women who tell who tell you or sharing their stories with you and sharing like the, the things that affect them. Um, for me, it was, I actually wrote about this on my blog. Uh, I guess I could link to it. Um, and this is not me trying to emphasize my voice. It's just because I think this is important for men to, to hear about. I wrote a blog post called listening to her. And it's about exactly that. <laughs> um, uh, one day, a friend of mine, uh, had a, we had, we were having a conversation. I think we were talking about just, I think I was talking about walking downtown and telling her about a story, uh, basically a thing that happened to me in Montreal where I was a kid and I walked out of the theater and decided to go on a little walk. And uh, and it was great. And I felt free and I felt liberated. And when I said that, she just had this weird look on her face. And I was like, what, what's wrong? What did I say? I felt like I, I looked like I said something wrong. And she told, she basically explained to me, this is what I talk about in the post. Now I'm not going to go over it because it's kind of a long story, but that she, she that was <laughs> the very story that felt liberating to me was the thing that she, she knew she could not have, could not achieve in her life because of the external risks and the, um, just the fact that she's a woman and that walking around in the dark at night alone in an American, Northern American city. Uh, even in a city as calm as Montreal, or at least as you know what I think, uh, seemingly calm, seem like right, seemingly calm. That's inconceivable. Just you know, even a city that you're familiar with seems inconceivable, and that made me just drop <laughs> from such a height because I just realized things that are granted for me, like completely non-special. Well, it was exceptional at the time, but I have done it since are so out of reach and that's just one like the tip of the iceberg that's where the 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 tip of the empathy starts to peak out of 
the experiences of people that you talk to. The other thing is like that's that's like a larger one, right? Mm -hmm. But I feel like a lot of what I was talking about with being able to absorb so much from the you know women that were around me, yeah, or still are now, is you you start to pick up on a lot of the small things, yeah, that are like you could easily miss. But once you start just hearing, you know, hearing them tell you about all these small things, you start picking up on them. And when something happens, when it's a, whether it's a phrase or, or particular action or someone, you know, whatever it is, that it's seemingly small. But then you start picking up on them, and when you notice it, it just makes you cringe a little. Like, oh, I wish that was. And whether or not the person had intended it, intended to be it or not, shocking. but you you start picking up on the little things that that make a big difference and you just cringe when you hear a particular phrase or somebody act a certain way and you just like, Ugh, and then you go through the whole thing. Like, should I, I'm going to pull them aside mm -hmm. after and explain this situation. I'm not going to jump in right now and make a, you know, big a like scene, flaming yeah. arrow type fight here, mm -hmm. but this is a thing that I know now mm -hmm. and I can pull them aside and say, listen, not cool. That's kind of a very important. It's the calling out part, right? It, and I, this actually is surprising to me because I tend to be a brash person. <laughs> uh, I think that's pretty obvious from the way I talk. Um, when something upsets me or I feel something's wrong, I tend to kind of call it on the spot, which is not always the best thing to do. Because, of course, if you call somebody out on the spot and they're in a position of public, like they're being publicly seen, you're not just correcting their behavior, you're attacking their integrity. Uh, you're attacking their stance in the world. Whereas if you, as you said, go see them in private, then you have a, a much less um, charged, I guess, ground to discuss. And It's not amplified by the spotlight of right. a particular moment where they said something and already like three or four people around parked up and were like, yep. oh, this is not a good situation. Mm -hmm. You know, after the fact, you can have a conversation that doesn't have all that spotlight and attention on it, which, you know, like the spotlight and attention should be on it. But if you do that in certain circumstances, it depends on the person, obviously, right. they might get defensive and kind of shut down Completely the conversation and the you're, you're like less successful because now they're defensive and weird about that whole situation and right. it won't really come up again in a normal way because then they'll be mad. Oh, why did you call me out in front of? all these people or you, something like yeah, that. Yeah, you attack like People my can owner. get defensive and then that's right. kind of the worst thing that could happen in that situation because they're not receptive to anything. And there's a there's a very valid argument and I remember like in the, the last episode like there's a valid argument of like what do I care what this person thinks, right? Uh, and this is kind of like the the Martin, Martin Luther King versus Malcolm X kind of thing where like, you know what? They've oppressed us for so long. Fuck them. Like if they're going to they're going to get offended when we call them out then. And there are many people and I, I can't judge them. Like if you've been oppressed this long, if you've been pushed down, uh, if injustice was, you know, uh, happening to you for so many years. So it, when you saw it not being applied the same way to somebody else, I would be my personality. I'd be really pissed off. I'd be one of those really abrasive people that will call you out and, just try to just rage because it's enraging and it should enrage people. Um, but at the same time, it's possible. And I don't know the answer. Like it's possible that that style will not work and not be productive on some people. 
Well, it would not work on the people that aren't like that. So if you're saying you're a person who would go the abrasive calling mm-hmm. out way or whatever, you would respond well to that type of right exactly of action. Exactly. But someone who is more reserved and I don't know different don't know personality. Other, yeah. Like not everyone will respond well to either thing. I'll be I'll be proud and and honored that you that you had the guts to correct me and I will find You would you would take it in higher regard that right. like wow this person cares so felt much so strongly that they called me out in this situation and you would respect that cuz you would do that too. Right. But somebody else who but would that's selfish. Who right. would yeah. yeah, who somebody else who would do the after approach mm-hmm. yeah. of like let me let me go to talk to this person so we can have an actual conversation right. and not be all amped up. Someone who thinks like that would would take that in higher regard. Yep. And I feel like this is a situation when the biggest thing we can do as people who are white men in the tech industry mm-hmm. can just help get these points across to the people that we're close with. Right. And point being, we know how they react to both of those situations. If I know that you're someone who would like to be called out, I will do that yep. when a situation comes up. Exactly. If I know you're a person who likes to be pulled aside later because you're, you don't want to be embarrassed or whatever it is and mm-hmm. you really care about this stuff, then I'm going to do that route. But if I can do that with my circle and everyone can do that with their circle, mm-hmm. everyone who cares about this can do that with their circle, yep. that's a bigger impact than me raging out on Twitter and, you know, yeah. someone may or may not see my tweets. Yep. And it's progress. Like we're right. actually achieving tangible progress. It's like a pyramid scheme, <laughs> you know, except, except a good intention. Right. <laughs> except not, that I'm not might, a total scam. It actually, yeah, it's not trying to rip off anybody. Um, cause there's enough, the numbers are right that there's enough non idiots in the tech industry that if, they influenced 20 people each. We got the whole thing covered. <laughs> yeah, it's so... Right? Like, is there 5% of the tech industry that is like the, that cares like this? Yes. If the answer is yes, they all they only need to help right. 20 people understand. Exactly. Oh, that's nice. So you're like the... But you see the, the thing... Right. I believe that because I'm an optimist, I guess. And I, I believe in pe- people and I'm not trying not to be cynical. Um... Uh, the, he just gave me a thumbs up on the <laughs> on the side. Yeah, I like and he's like, oh, I'm trying not to be cynical for once. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I I like I said. I understand the rage, and I will never, I will not try to 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 judge or qualify the thoughts of someone who's just angry, because I've been angry and I'm often angry. And when I'm angry, don't get in my way, because you're not helping. Um, <laughs> But then again, again, there are multiple ways to attack a problem, and I feel like you know all of them should be addressed. Um, speaking of like having people um, talking to people, there's there's this wonderful thing that happens when you start listening to people. Um, <laughs> well, it's not so so wonderful actually because you'll cry. That's one thing you'll that will happen because you'll you'll suddenly have this like sudden weight of things that you of of just issues and and responsibilities you didn't know you have had like calling out people uh, for instance but just you these conversations that i have with people that are, that are being put through you know different standards and stuff like that or in conversations is really not the way to put it just listening it's just you end up learning how to listen better as you said learning how to notice things that may affect other people and it's just build it's helping you 
with very little work actually because you're just sitting there and nodding and listening develop empathy and that's that's a trait that will make you a better person i think and i think it'll make you a better developer because you you make things for humans so if you can start to understand humans it's it's fabulous and then there's this beautiful side effect of when you do enable more diversity when you slowly work that that really difficult road um you end up with this patchwork of different experiences and life stories and skills and just affinities and this this thing happened uh when my team which is really small so the, the it's much easier for us to to affect change basically but when my team became more diverse and it only happened within the last year right the last few months a little longer than that but suddenly problems that seem unsurmountable because i can't i and someone like me can't understand it or wrap their minds around it suddenly that problem is completely different perceived completely differently by someone who has a completely different life and this is what bothers me so much i guess with the not so much with the the buzzworthy crap of let's hire people that match our culture right that people say all the time I guess there's a good intent behind that. They're trying to find people that that belong, but when you do that, you end you get up like group think to the max. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great sentence. Yeah. You end up yeah, you're going to pick the people who belong here and they'll be like you because you belong here because you made it so that you molded it to your image. Yeah. When you're when your goals are probably shifting. It's exactly away from not Having the same old right. thing. So you're, without even thinking it, you're just perpetrating your own doom. Yeah. It's not good. No. <laughs> the other thing that annoys me about this whole thing is that I feel like there's a lot of people who are terrified to even talk about this subject yeah. because they're, like, they feel like they need to get 100% right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Like, they need to be 100%, like, mistake-free. <laughs> From the time they start caring about this, mm-hmm. which is a horrible way to go about changing your mindset. Yeah, everything's like that. Every, you never ever make any mistake. You're not right. going to get it perfect. You're going to have a major screw up, and you just got to hope that there's a person around who will be like, listen, that wasn't, I, I, know, I know you, I know you're not a bad human, but that was, we should, you know, I should have done X or Y or. That was weird because this, or you said that thing that made people uncomfortable because why? Like you can't you can't expect to be 100% perfect out of the gate. But if you absorb and listen for long enough and pick up on enough little stuff, it's just it then sits in your mind, and it is a subconscious layer that like everything passes through then. Right. And you you can't change it by just deciding that you're going to change it. Like you need to you seriously need to just listen and absorb and get it to the subconscious layer you can't change it if it's at the conscious layer because then it's too much for your mind to process it needs to make its way down to like pervasive throughout all of your thoughts and i think that's what scares people because they think they'll have to change well it's like oh how much do i have to right i have to be a different person or maybe i don't i don't have people around like i said i'm lucky to have so many around Mm -hmm. me that i can just listen to this but that was the one of the points in my post is that you have a mother 
You have a sister. You have a coworker who's female who you've never thought about. And the, okay, one of the okay, let me qualify this. There's there's a thing that I would not like to enable. And this is a, a friend of mine actually. Before I published this post, that told me about this. Like, be careful not to suggest that all the men everywhere should like all the white men everywhere should just go and like run and then knock on you know like call every one of their female and black and asian and you know friends and then suddenly just the poke them with questions no you need to the word listen is there this is not the word ask it's when they have a heavy heart when they are clearly disturbed by something you can set yourself up to be open to listen to them and not be the initiator of the conversation in a prodding and weird way right. or like tell me about your life of misery and you know yeah, yeah chances are if it's if it's affecting them that much the conversation will go there yep. if they're if you're having a conversation about this type of stuff right. not about this particular type of stuff but mm-hmm. if you're in the realm of these problems it will get there yeah it, so this was like tonight we went Olivia and I went out to dinner with um, Jesenia Perez Cruz and Ora Seltzer, who are two of my good friends here in Philly, and just talking about random stuff, work because we're all in the same line of work, and it got there eventually. We were talking about these little things that came up, mm-hmm. whether it's phrases or pe- you know things people have said to them or little stuff that throws them off enough to and be not just at work even just, right just yeah. in life in general, yeah. and those are the times when you need to listen because. You can poke and prod, but that's you're not you're getting at what you think you should be getting at, right? Not what you're they leading think the question. Yeah, you're yeah. yeah you're leading the witness. Yeah, exactly. and it's like, oh, let me sculpt the question to what I think the issue is right. with your uncomfort. But really, you need to let them tell you what is making them uncomfortable because you're not gonna guess that. Exactly. And that's when it's important because then, and you might not even be aware that it's happening at like when they're telling you a story Mm -hmm. you might it might not be completely obvious that that's what the story's about but like actually listen and think about it and think about it 10 minutes later and an hour later and that night and bed later yep think about their stories again because there's going to be stuff in there that wasn't like is obvious to them but not you because Mm -hmm. you're not used to that situation yeah you'll have to unpack it right there's this this thing that happened this, this little heartbreaking thing that you realize when you listen as you said, between the words or just look at expressions when people are talking to you. I guess it's about attention, but you notice the things that they, they're not really, they don't really want to call for help, right? Because it sucks to just be a victim. Nobody wants to be a victim. That I guess that's a, a very important theme too. It's like victimization is, Everybody already wants to make these people victims, people who are already minorities and people who already suffer from injustice. They're, if you've been labeled as someone who's different all your life, the last thing you want to be is a fucking victim. You, you don't want people to pity you. You just want it to stop. You don't want charity. You want equality. <laughs> it's, and if you... If you listen, if you pay attention, they won't have to do this, the, the really difficult thing, which is like bear their hearts to you. you. You can just pick it up and say, oh, really? And just a simple, oh, really? They'll say, yeah, 
it's that bad. It's that bad. And here is, here is how it feels. And then I can just give you a glimpse of what it's like to be me. And that's, that's, yeah, that's not easy. It's not like, you're not going to feel awesome. Like you're no. not going to finish the conversation on uplifting little, unless this is why we're talking about it now. Yeah. Cause we just came off of yeah. dinner where we talk about a lot of this stuff and we've been like, just still shaking on and off discussing it. Right. As you know, it hasn't been like, we're not like crying tonight no. specifically, but like we've just been talking about it mm-hmm. on and off and it just get, I, I think, but we've reached the subconscious layer mm-hmm. of our, what I was talking about before. Right. So it, if we hear a lot about it a particular night, we're going to be talking about it a lot. Right. Because it just gets you in that mindset. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I was going to say that John Syracuse always brings up on Accidental Tech Podcast mm-hmm. is he says he kind of is of the same vein where you need to let this stuff kind of wash over you and absorb it and get it to the un- unconscious layer mm-hmm. or subconscious, not unconscious. That's not good. Falling asleep. Um, he always brings up this Twitter account, Everyday Sexism, which is very – he says this is the way that he – did this implants, implants these right. right it's just what is he he keeps saying something where like don't feel like you need to respond don't feel like you need to interact specifically but let it be in your twitter stream for a week right and just read it and this is kind of like the if you don't have a few women around you every day where you can hear these little things this is a good way to let things like to absorb this stuff into your own subconscious layer and it's a collection of either tweets or links or retweets that is just stuff that is like, this is what we're talking about. Yep. You know? There's um there's another thing that happened a few months ago. And to me, that was, I guess that was a trigger to a lot of the stuff that I think at the time that we talked about. Um, I don't remember, and that this is shameful, the event that triggered that um, event. Mm, that's weird. Um, it was a, a hashtag on Twitter called Yes All Women. And of course, it was immediately hijacked by, by douchebags of all origins and backgrounds. But the idea was to say, this is not exceptional. What you see in the news, this, uh, this assault, this, uh, this s- story of harassment and like these things at work and things like that... Um, they're not exceptional and here are a few things that yes all women have gone through and it's just a simple premise it's a this is one of the reasons like i think twitter can be a powerful medium because it made it very easy for all these women around the world to share a simple tiny story about the kind of stuff that they go through and i think that you can still find that hashtag and i'll, I'll try to link to it in the show notes but just for Give me an hour of your time if you're a man and if you're a minority or even if you're a woman and you think you're alone in this and go read this and go read some of the tweets and you'll see some shit, of course, like some idiots. But you'll see the the heart-wrenching stories of just kind of like what you said, everyday sexism, of the kinds of stuff that they've come to expect as a normal thing. It's so normal that everybody's experienced it. And... I promise you that if you're a male of any or any you know origin again, you will see and be amazed and appalled by one of these because you had no idea that it was it was so widespread, and that um, 
yeah that it was just like not even surprising anymore um i think you could i, I think there's a lot to, to be learned there and it's much easier and much more accessible i guess for for people so yeah it's just always that you need to like if you don't have a way to listen to this every day there are ways to get this through twitter or whatever it may be that i i find important I was, I think the other thing that we got, I don't know, why we're, I guess we're trying to do like a lost episode recap. I know at the end we got into wondering what happened mm-hmm. in our history that led to such a weird imbalance of gender in the tech industry mm-hmm. specifically. Yeah. Because of how many women were, like, played huge roles in the beginnings of computer science and, yes. and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Well, like I was saying, that my what went wrong? My paternal grandmother, dad's grandmother. I don't know how to translate to French. Um, she went to Penn over here in Philadelphia. Penn University. University of Pennsylvania. Right. Olivier is learning the the lingo for the colleges so many, in Philadelphia. So many schools. And uh, and then she was a punch card operator at RCA across the river in Camden for years, and she had worked, you know. Computers that I never know how they worked <laughs> yeah. forever. Low level. And there was so many women in the beginnings of the computer history. Yeah. Like, what happened? I don't know. I don't understand what happened. And I don't know if we've ever, if there's ever been any, like, study. attempts to study this to right. figure out when the, when everything shifted. I think we tried to figure it out last time. And at the beginning, uh, of course, it was just like this. This handoff, like people, um, the reason I think, yeah, this big memory of um, terminal, no, computer, yeah, the word computer being derived from computing data, which is why secretaries used to do, I guess, in the fifties. Maybe I'm just mis- don't 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 trust me on dates or facts. Actually, <laughs> use use your skills as a critical thinker. Uh, to to you know find the stuff, but basically it was the idea that secretaries and uh, assistants were the computer of data and things that were boring and annoying to do, and that uh, of course people would use them to just gather information, tabulate data, and stuff like that. And then as soon as computers, the real accessible, I guess not really accessible at the time, but any processing power was available. The first person, the first people that were thought of was, of course, were, of course, the uh, the assistants and the secretaries because it was a menial task. It was this thing that you just hand off to the little people. <laughs> and, um, of course, they because they became the first operators of these machines, just like as a kid when you learn to use a, you know, oh, this is going to date me, but a VCR, right? Um, you I dated you, you so much. Oh, God. <laughs> you have no idea, though. Like. Um, but yeah, like I learned, I didn't have a manual and I learned to use a VCR and it, it, if you're working as a professional and that's your job, you'll learn how to use a machine like that because it makes your job easier. So at the time, I think they became the first users, the early adopters of computers, and then they were programming because right. you had to do that. You couldn't operate a computer without actually programming the computer to do tasks and script things and, and de facto became the experts of the day. Yeah, I mean, Grace Hopper came up with the term bug. Yeah. Right? Isn't that the 
because well she known or something. What is it? I think I don't know if it was apocryphal. No, it wasn't apocryphal. It was just a, there's a photo on the internet where you can find a piece of paper and Above. tape oh, to it. I think that's from Eniac. Right. right. Yeah. Eniac. I don't Pennsylvania. even. Pennsylvania. Nice. He's raising is. his fist. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's just it's just it's just weird to me that there was such a heavy women influence on the like the first days of computing. And all, all of a sudden, we like lost all of that. Yeah, it, it, I don't know what era that was because I mean, as soon as people discovered it was cool, I guess yeah. or important, in quotes. Uh, as soon as the guys in suits from the heavily sexist era of the, like the sixty seventies right. discovered that they could be used for business things, right? They're like, oh no, let's not. Yeah, let's take this over. It's weird. It's just weird it, to me. It sucks because I don't know any other like industry that had a very rich history of a thing, lost it completely, right, and then tried to continue on, right, and that that, that there could have been an alternative history where this could have been the you know like the example industry of as far as diversity goes, because it was just this thing that women did. And it was did. very accessible. Right. And somehow, at some point, someone was like, yeah, let's just destroy this entire so beautiful weird. accident and and mess with it. So there's a thing that um, I was talking with a friend recently about. Um, I'm not going to name her because I, you know, I don't want to put her on the spot. But basically, she was talking to me about the thing that people do to try to help. And we kind of talked about this, but I want to go back around to talk about it because there are things that people who try to help do. Um, and one of the things that they, that happens when you try to help is that you, you're satisfied. You're, you feel good about yourself. The problem is that the end goal is not for you to feel good about yourself. The end goal is for you to help people tangibly right now help people and this is where i'm getting to there are a lot of people who believe that to help and improve diversity gender equality um, and these matters you have to go back to the source the origin of all education you have to go all the way back to elementary schools and only there will you be capable of just changing the gender biases that create the 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 environment where girls that are extremely good at math in school suddenly shift to humanities because of some weird i don't know get to 16 and suddenly like math is not is not a thing that girls are supposed to do anymore this fuck that and they're thinking that the only way to fix the problem we currently have the reality of today with the adults of today is to go is go help the children of today which right. will be screw the screw the people screw that are the, out of school and in industry two generations or three generations right. of people who that are, are working and right now and fuck it we're done like these people are that will be the mothers of the kids in school exactly and that's that's imagine being a, a 20 year old person and someone tells you you know what fuck it no we missed your generation we fucked up right like, and how is that i don't know i just stumbled into a good point of like if they're going to have a kid right. who's going to go to school, right. how can how do you explain to a kid that, like, well, when I went to school, it wasn't cool for girls to do math, but it is now. And 
everything's fixed now, but but she'll be like, well, mom, why is it not fixed for you? Right. Why isn't it why, fixed for why you? Why can't I do it? Because that's the kind of, like, kids' logic is good. Yes. It's, you know, it's not all the mind games that we put into it. Kids' logic is good because they'll be like, well, if you're saying it's fixed for me, why isn't it fixed for you? Yeah, use this. That's not, a, that's not valid. An infinite why It's not a valid solution to just, though the source needs to be fixed, you, that's not the fix. Right. Like, that's not the only fix exactly. that can be. And there are yeah, <clears throat> there are obviously things that you, you, we can do today, right now, to address these issues in the companies, in the universities, in the schools, and yeah, of course you can. Of course, it's really important. That's not the only fix, though. Right. You can't be. An, That's not the only problem. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You can't be the the only. You can't be an engineer. You can't be a web developer. You can't be a someone involved in the tech industry and complain about inequality and say, you know what. This is too hard. Yeah, it's like if you built a building and then discovered that the foundations were screwed. Mm-hmm. And you were just like, ah, fuck it, implode that one, and then let's build a new one. Because that's obviously it's not gonna the work most efficient out. way the to do things. The building's there. Right. It, is, it exists. Mm-hmm. You need to fix it. And also, when you build buildings in the future, fix them. Yeah. But there's still all of these buildings in our entire city exactly. that we need to fix. Right. Like, there's too much... There's too much there to fix just the foundation. Right. There's entire structures that are built up. And it's also easy, right? You you have it's not a direct impact on your life because you you don't have to change anything. You just have to help other people change something. And the solutions quote air quotes wouldn't be proven for 16 to 20 years right. when you're long gone. Right. No, you're not care. liable anymore. Right. It's not your fault. So it's it like fails. easy to say, yeah, let's just fix the schools cuz Number one, you probably don't work in a school if you're saying that. Yep. Number two, you're going to be long gone by the time you figure out that even worked. Because mm-hmm. that's going to be 30. Uh, 20 is aggressive. It's probably 30 years down the yeah. line. Jesus. Which is not cool. That's ridiculous when you put it in terms of that. Right? This particular thing. Yet, it's like, it's how a, are you going to say that? Let's fix the school and by 2044, things will be okay. That's ridiculous. Right. We're going to have to be by Mars by then. We're going to need a lot more people. We better be like, on Mars by now. Yeah. But yeah. But <laughs> that's stupid. That's it's it's kind of amazing that this opinion is not, and it's not surprising in the tech industry. This is not a thing that I just made up. I don't think no, I just no, built this thing. Well, we love to say we just need to fix education. Right. We love to say that about anything. Yeah. It's always the teachers. Oh, fault. we just need to teach programming earlier. Right. Everybody like, learns the code. Needs to be, it needs to be algebra then programming. Right. That, like, we love saying that. Let's teach everybody math, and everybody will. Obviously, become a mathematician. Right. They'll love math and they'll understand the connection to code. Hmm. Never the fact. Never will the, there be a problem with the fact that mathematicians' careers are laden with injustice and discrimination and things like that. And obviously, it's super enviable for someone who's a 21-year-old, you know, uh, college student to be like, you know what? I'll be a math teacher or I'll be a math researcher because that's clearly a, an area. Of, in the world where I will feel welcome and belong. <laughs> lame. Yeah. Lame, ex- lame fixes. Along with the lame fixes, another thing that annoys me is that if you achieve a ratio, you fix the problem. No, that's a good one. That, that annoys me. Because you can't just be like, here, we have, we have a group of women now. That's, we're, we're good, right? Like, yeah. That's not the point. The point is not you got a number. how many. Right. The point is how they are treated. Exactly. You could have 50 men and 50 women, and the 50 men could be total jerks. Mm-hmm. 
and you'd have a problem. Even worse, they'll they'll propagate. They'll make the problem worse because now they've they've destroyed the experience. They, fifty they, lives, right? They, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now fifty women will quit the industry and tell everyone they know, "Don't ever work here. These are cads. They're yep. horrible people, and obviously you shouldn't work in here." And that's. Do you have something more to say about that, or is it just no? no I just wanted to get us started uh, on that rant, and you took it to a very good spot. Thank you. Because I wasn't going to make that connection. The that if you if you made your even ratio but didn't fix your structural issues more people will be damaged yeah yeah that's, that's not good that's a bad thing and what i was going to get into if i remember what i was going to get into <laughs> um <clears throat> is the uh, the idea that if you i'm basically slowing down my my speech pattern to try to remember what i was saying um so bear with me but the idea that um you have fixed it for people right now so things are cool and i love how you say structural problems because that's exactly what it is you're just basically you're <laughs> you've put like some kind of um metal beam to kind of fix a broken building or like sustain a broken building that's just ex cracking everywhere and you're inviting a party of a thousand people <laughs> to just come like you know stomp on it and then see what goes let's just create a worse Like the worst possible powder keg of a situation. <laughs> yeah, let's just endanger. Like, yeah, literally endanger the physical, the physical livelihood, livelihood, and everything. Oh, Jesus, that's a good. Yeah, because yeah, the the floor is not holding one person. Why would it hold fifty? Right. Okay. I just remembered where where I wanted to go okay. with this. Because you were yeah, you were I was fired up. There, okay. There's this. There's this thing that happens all around us and it's and it's excruciating because it's invisible. That's not really a great sentence, but it's a force. It's horrible because it's, it's invisible. Force is everywhere and it's invisible. <laughs> no, it's it's women every day are quitting this industry. Minorities every day are quitting this industry never to come again. And as we basically, we just hinted at the fact that this could happen, but it does happen. It happens every day. And they aren't telling you about it and because it's not worth telling you about because it. Because they've they, given up. They hate you. Right. right. Because they think Because you've just made the last time of their life awful. You let, you let them down. Or, or you could have helped. Even worse, you could have helped your sympathetic ear. You're someone who... Um, I don't want to use the term, the term ally because it's, it's loaded and you don't get to call yourself an ally. Like if someone thinks that you're helping, that's it. They'll call you whatever you want. They want. But there's something you could have done that would have made someone feel better. It wouldn't have had to be this, you know, uh, activism. You don't have to go carry a banner in the street and say that you just, you're against inequality. That's not what anybody's asking But around you right now, there are people who are silently giving up because they are not supported. And they think they're the only ones who are going through this. And they think that um, everybody's invincible because this bullshit dude mentality of like, we're going to power through stuff and never talk about our feelings because we're men and we're like, you know, we're like solid. Like, we don't have feelings. When we struggle... It's professional not to say that we're struggling because that's just how it is. And I'm not trying to say that we, that we're, for for this industry to be more welcoming, we need to be softer. But kind of actually, 
Like, what is this? What is this thing with like? You can say that you failed. You can say that you you're having a hard time. You can say that this is unsettling and a hard place in industry to just stay sane in because it is challenging. Technology changes all the time, and that's just the variability of it is a very eroding thing. And if we talk more about that and like people who do struggle don't just like quietly do so and then have dinner with one friend and never mention about it. this is I guess this is why we're we're doing this basically. Because um in general we want to share what it's like for for us and we want to share like these ideas that we have. But I feel like if we all kind of open up a little bit We're making it more visible. We're making the struggle that no, I guess like privileged and normal and baseline people are going through. And it seems more normal as someone who's a minority, someone who's having to struggle with so much more for them to realize that it it's not easy and it shouldn't feel easy. Nobody else is having a grand old time. Not every no, actually, sorry. Not everybody's having a grand old time. It's not like, you know, it's not the super easy thing that everybody else does. And you sh you should feel like you're inadequate and weak and not as good as everybody else because for you it's a struggle. I think I think that kind of gets to what I wanted to say. I, I like it. I don't know where. I think I, I think that's that's all I have. I'm all I'm all out of juice. Oh, that was terrible. I think that's all I have. You're fired up right now. Yeah. There's well, it sucks. I mean, you, you, like, the fact that people are leaving the industry that we don't know about, right, is upsetting. Right. So if you can make, if five percent of the industry is not a douche, and is cares about this stuff mm -hmm. and can change, can help redirect 20 people's attitudes mm -hmm. a little bit by you know 20 people you know if you can redirect their attitudes a little bit and if you can stop one minority person from leaving by helping them out a little bit yeah yeah lending a hand if everyone did that we would be in good shape yeah so it's about but that's like and it's all about listening listening believing helping out when someone asks you for help or you can tell that they really need help and not being afraid to talk about this stuff right because if the good news is when you talk about this stuff like if you're talking about this stuff with a minority that you know in the industry a minority person right yeah. if you're talking about yeah, person, this with them yeah. yeah you're right and if you're just talking about this with them and you're friendly and, and you they can tell that you care about this If you say something that's a little off, they'll help you get it right. Right. They're not going to hate you forever for missing on one point. I guess, point. yeah. If you're a good like, person and you're, you're afraid that you're going to... That's always what it is, right? You're like walking on eggshells because you... Like, if I get one thing wrong, they're going to think that I'm like a bad person that doesn't want them in the yeah. But it's like... It's not a binary thing. No, talk to them. You're going to listen to them. You're going to learn. And they're going to help you understand. And they're going to help you help everybody a little bit more. Yeah, it gets easy. So don't be afraid to talk about it. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> really is and don't be afraid to just yell at us now that we've gotten something exactly off. so that's another we don't give people enough feedback mechanisms on this show no 
Uh, but We've never done that. Well, you can well, you can find us on Twitter, Twitter all the time, where we and that's actually at the it. bottom of the of yeah. the website. I'd, we just haven't mentioned that because right. Chances, chances are we said a thing wrong. Exactly. Tell us, because then, then next time we'll say it right. You can find my email and think on the website that's linked to. Uh, we don't. Have, I think you also have a publicly email uh, listed, publicly listed Somewhere. email. Um, Twitter, Twitter though. And I mean, it's possible that we'll talk more about this. Um, I feel kind of spent just because it's it is emotionally charged, and I get to turn it off. <laughs> Some people don't get to turn it off. Um, it can be paralyzing, to be honest. When uh, when recently I talked to more and more people facing this, these issues, I felt really defeated, and um, and of course it's like not about me. <laughs> doesn't matter if i feel defeated it's still happening so let's you know get a good it's not going to help anybody if you commiserate and you're just like just you feel like it's oh it's horrible everything's horrible everything's not horrible that's not what i don't think that's what we meant to say everything's not horrible but it could be better it could be a could lot be better. better and uh yeah to to kind of pay homage to the really hard work that I mentioned these two people before, but um, uh, Andy Bayo and Andy McMillan organized this this conference that I went to recently called XOXO. Yes, you've heard all about it, and a ton of people talk about it, and it's in Portland and everything. Whatever. <laughs> what they what they talk, and I can't wait until the talks from this conference come out, and I think they they'll come out publicly for free. Um, and you should watch them, especially Anita Sarkeesian's talk. Um, I'll link to the feminist frequency That's thing. Such a cool name. Exactly. She should. She has an amazing cool name. name. I mean, name she's. Again. I mean, the the courage that she has, the fact that not only is she being a, you know, oppressed, she's she's putting herself out there, which is incredibly dangerous, and it shouldn't be. Right. But it it's incredibly dangerous, and she's doing it because she believes that she will perhaps change people's minds make people recognize that there's an issue and that's just the subset this gaming industry issue um that's amazing but what they did for this conference was the idea of we are not we might be well-intentioned but we're not good enough so last year we had maybe 20 percent women at a conference about technology how is that possibly right how is it possibly acceptable uh, we're going to work hard to make it welcoming, safe, um, inviting for people who are not exactly like the two of us. Um, and so they, they reached a much better breakout of gender this year and of diversity and in, in, in ethnic diversity. And it doesn't mean that they're heroes for doing that, that they don't get a badge for doing that. They just get the normal thing. Like, you're not amazing for just making things the way they should be. Right, right. you don't deserve a trophy. No, you deserve no. a hand to to help you and do it more. And I hope more conference organizers, more industry leaders, and more people like that like follow this example of like <laughs> this idea that it's positive discrimination to re- like fix a thing that's completely to the negative 150, even more than that. It's not. You're just, if people don't come, if people don't feel comfortable, there's a thing that you can do to make them feel better. It doesn't mean that you have to 
break the rules for everybody else. It's, you know, an entirely different issue, but they managed to make it better. Not perfect, not good, not right, but better. Everybody can, and I hope they will.